You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode of Writing Excuses has been brought to you by our listeners, patrons, and friends. If you would like to learn how to support this podcast, visit www.patreon.com slash writing excuses. Season 17. Episode 30. This is Writing Excuses, Dialogue Masterclass, Episode 3, Know Your Characters. Fifteen minutes long. Because you're busy. And we're because you're dumb. in a hurry. <laughs> because, because you're busy. Uh, it's okay. It's just about knowing your characters, not right. the tagline. Right. <laughs> I am Dan. I'm Mary Robinette. I'm Maurice. I'm Howard. <laughs> and you are both busy and in a hurry, so let's get right into this. We want to talk about knowing your characters. You want to write good dialogue, you got to know who's speaking. So how do we get to know our characters, Maurice? Well, uh, I tend to think of it in terms of, you know, sort of mining out their their exterior versus uh, mining out their interior. So it's like, so when I think of exterior, I think of uh, like physical things about them in terms of like their age or um, let's see. Well, yeah, just age and physical characteristics, you know, things like that, the, the, the going to, and in fact, like na- nationality. Uh, origins, culture, you know, those I consider sort of external elements to the character as opposed to their interiority, which is, um, you know, how do they think? How do they feel? What are their philosophies? Or what are the, the internal forces that guide them? Um, and uh, and I'm fascinated with this whole idea of uh, what, what uh, Howard talked about earlier about the, the DTR. So I was uh, hoping he'd jump right in right about now. Well, let me, let me say this. If you were going to define... If you're going to try and write dialogue that sounds like Howard, a couple of the character attributes that I consciously try to apply to myself are I am more inclined to make fun of myself than to make fun of other people. And I never make fun of other people unless I know them and can and know that they can tell that I am joking. And so if you were to write Howard dialogue, where Howard says something really mean-spirited to someone he just met, that would sound out of character. And so that's the sort of thing, you know, it doesn't matter that I'm 
54 years old or weigh 230 pounds and am unhappy with weighing two. None of that matters with the dialogue. What matters is how am I going to speak to other people um, in, in a way that, that sounds true to who I am? There's a thing in the Regency, which longtime listeners will have heard me say before, that uh, manners are an outward expression of your opinion of others. And one of the things about dialogue is that it is an outward expression. So when you are having two characters speaking to each other, when your character is speaking, what they are revealing is their own attitudes and thoughts. It's not just, um, you know, it, it is is a way of exposing uh, how they are perceiving those around them, not just by what they're saying, but by the way that they are saying it. And I've stopped the conversation completely. <laughs> <Perfect>. <laughs> I'm just thinking, I'm processing all of that. So it's, uh, it's one of those things where it's like, all right, so if, I'm trying to so I'm, I start off with the Howard thing because like, man, what would it be like to write Maurice as a character? Um, and so that, that's been like a, a weird mental exercise because it's like, all right, so I am black. Spoilers for anyone who didn't know that, by the way. Um, and so, so that, that is going to affect how I operate in certain contexts. Or it shouldn't, but it does in, in a lot of ways because I'm, I'm going to, I mean, even right now, there's a, a light version of that going on right now. Even though I'm friends with all of you, I'm also in podcast performance mode as opposed to oh, I'm hanging out with my boys mo- mode, right? Mm-hmm. And so, so there's that aspect which is which is feeding it into into uh, you know how I'm coming across, you know, in terms of what I'm saying. But then there's the internal stuff that's going on too, you know, with the, the stuff that informs me in terms of you know what are my aspirations, what are what are my insecurities. You know, and, and that's going to weigh in, in how I frame certain things, how I how I want to come across versus how I do come across, right? So that that's that balance of the interior and exterior that I, I was talking about. And there's so, this collision between between that information and what Mary Robinette has described as authorial intent um, in the uh, the Shafters Shifters cozy mysteries I'm writing. I have five main characters. You know, it's an ensemble, and and often all five of them are in the room with someone else. And I have to remember that authorial intent, I, I want to move the story forward here, intersects the fact that each one of these characters may have a question that may, there, there's information that they need, or there's an objective that they're they're after. And they will interrupt. They will participate in the conversation. Uh, they will turn it from a, a dialogue into a trialogue or a quadologue or whatever. I'm breaking the word dialogue. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that. Um, but it gets very confusing because when you have that many voices, if they're not distinct, you have to start using dialogue tags. And now the page gets cluttered and now it starts to slow down. And now I flip back to authorial intent and ask myself, uh, do I get to override what I know those characters want Mm -hmm. in order to make this scene function the way I want it to function? It's challenging. Yeah. So I I think, oh, go ahead, Mary. No, 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 you go ahead. Well, so one of the things, so along those lines then, so I think there's one part where we are, 
figuring out that character, each individual character, you know, what they want, you know, you know, in terms of what they want to accomplish in the story, what they're trying to, you know, figure out that sort of thing. But there's also that, that type you have to sort of like figure out what is their relationship to each other character. Also, it's almost like a a separate column, right? Uh Oh, there's a kitty. There is one. She can always sense when I'm on a podcast. It's perfect. So this is another great example of dialogue and how uh, when you're trying to get to know a character, sometimes having them interrupted by something unexpected is a way to expose stuff about a character. Dialogue is rarely totally linear. So sometimes having something happen, like a random cat walking through or having a waiter interrupt a conversation can help shift the conversation, can also help you understand more about that character. Um, the the going back to something that sorry, Maurice... <laughs> so <laughs> for instance, Maurice, when confronted with the cat, reaches down and pets the cat. Howard, when confronted with a beeping alarm, has walked <laughs> away from his microphone and into another room. Both of these things expose different things, not only about the interruption, but about the way the character reacts to that. So and now I am going to interrupt all of you. Fine. <laughs> fine. I mean, oh, of course, Dan, please do what you must. Hey, writers, are you thinking about learning a new language? I think exploring the world, experiencing other cultures and being able to communicate with people outside your everyday experience lets you create richer, better stories. A great way to do that is with Rosetta Stone, a trusted expert for over 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. They use an immersive technique which leads to fast language acquisition. It's an intuitive process that helps you really learn to speak, listen, and most of all, think in the language you're trying to learn. They also feature true accent speech recognition technology that gives you feedback on your pronunciation. It's like having a voice coach in your home. Learn at home or on the go with a desktop and mobile app that let you download and access lessons even when you're offline. And it's an amazing value. A lifetime membership gives you access to all 25 languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, Japanese, and, of course, Korean. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Writing Excuses listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Maurice, what's our yes. book of the week? Uh, our book of the week is, uh, what's it? The, oh, shoot. The Ballad of... Um, heck, the sorry, Ballad of Perilous Graves. Thank you. I, this cat is all over the place right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so it's by Alex Jennings. And, uh, and I just started this book, but I am falling in love with this book. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's New Orleans. It's music. It's magic. Um Alex really put his foot in it, um, which, oh yeah, which is a good thing. Um, <laughs> trust me on that. Uh, but it's just, this, you have this world of, uh, of magic that's going on. And uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, this cat is killing me right now. <laughs> but I, I've just started this book. I'm falling in love with, uh, with what Alex has done in terms of creating the magic um, and, and tying it in with music in, in this world. So it's the Ballad of Perilous Graves by yes. Alex Jennings. And what's the Fantastic. name of your cat? Uh, Ferb. Ferb. Oh, that's great. Is it Phineas and Ferb? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at some point we'll, during this, we will be visited by Elsie um, as well. Um, so, so I want to tie us back into some to to some concrete tools based on something that Maurice talked about in the first episode, which is thinking about um, questions to ask about your character. I, I talked about the the interiority of the character, you know, the um, that the the their manner exposing what they think about other people, but the way they express themselves is not just that attitude; it is also about the the their culture, their nationality, their class, their age, what their home language is, uh, language or languages. So if you think about those things when you're sitting down to approach that dialogue, Patrick Stewart is going to say things in a very, very different way than uh, Woody Harrelson. Wait, did I just get the actor's name right? Yeah. Oh, good. Good job, me. Um, you did. Assuming you were talking about Woody Harrelson. <laughs> yes, I was. But the, okay. the, they have enormously different approaches to the way they would say something. Dan, one of the things that I love about the way you handle dialogue and characterization in the, the John Cleaver books is with, uh, with Marcy and the way we can tell who is kind of present at any given moment. Do you want to talk about some of the tools you use for doing that? Oh boy. Uh, first of all, thank you. Um, yeah. So, uh, I assume you're referring most specifically to, uh, books four and five. Yes. Uh, in which Brooke is essentially possessed, uh, not by an actual spirit or person, but by a vast backlog of memories that have been downloaded and, and different ones will take over her personality at different times. Uh, I gave her, first of all, uh, a set number of people who would be in charge. Uh, typically, we will get Brooke. We will get nobody who was a demon. Uh, we will get, uh, I can't remember the name, but there was a medieval woman uh, who 
appears a few times and then eventually Marcy shows up. And so knowing, first of all, knowing your characters, uh, knowing who the main personalities were going to be helped me to give them specific, um, you know, quirks, uh, different speech patterns. We have uh, the two modern girls, Brooke and Marcy, who I'd already written several books about and I knew them well. And they were very different people. Uh, Then we had the medieval one who, of course, spoke in a different way. She had a child. Uh, She had very different life experiences than the other. And that allowed her to speak in, you know, use different words, notice different things about the world, ask questions about the world because she came from a different time, things like that. And then, of course, the demon, nobody, who is, you know, again, someone that I had known fairly well. She is very acerbic, very biting, very aggressive, but also incredibly and deeply uh, broken and and kind of flawed as a person. She hates herself, and that's kind of the root of the whole problem that drives the book for about or drives the whole series for about three books in a row. And so, making sure that they all had these very distinctly different ways of viewing the world meant that as soon as one of them popped up, uh, they had a different relationship with John. So they would refer to him by different names or they would use, you know, different uh, tags, different vocabulary when they were talking to him, when they were talking about him, they would ask different kinds of questions. And that made it relatively easy, you know, after the giant amount of work that you put in. (laughs) then it's relatively easy to use those tools once you've uh, built them and put them on the wall uh, to say, oh, well, this is clearly Marcy who's talking right now. Yeah. So just to recap, what we're talking about there is knowing the background of your character and also, generally speaking, their their attitude or, or um, I guess, a- emotional state at, at any mm-hmm. given moment. Yes. Yeah, which which is why when I'm I'm building characters, you know, I'm always trying to focus in. Not, well, not always, but there's like a series of questions I, I tend to ask each of my characters. You know, like what is your dream? What what was a traumatic experience? What is what's your greatest fear? You know, these sort of questions, so I can just get a feel for uh, for who they are, and then you know, in essence, you know. Writing dialogue boils down to knowing your character so well that you can drop them into any situation. And you're just going to know how they're going to respond. You know, you know how they're going to, to, to speak in, in that, that given situation. So, Yeah, I, I have found lately, uh, and there's actually, we could talk about this for an hour. And so I, I will give you the, the truncated version. Most of what I have written over the past several years and everything that I have published over the last several years has been audio drama scripts rather than prose novels. Um, and that has caused me to think about dialogue differently. Not that I have learned new things that are, that, you know, make, that make my novels different or better. In fact, it often is more difficult. Um, you know, when you're writing an audio drama, there are no dialogue tags. You are relying on different voice actors to convey the idea that this is a different person. And so there's no tags, there's no narrative uh, you know, no editorializing, he said suspiciously, things like that. Um, 
some some of the little tricks that we use when we're writing prose, I absolutely can't do when I'm writing scripts. And so being forced to strip the dialogue down, removing all context from it, removing all commentary from it. So it is just words and voices and nothing else um, actually made it hard to come back to novels <laughs> because I'd forgotten how to do some of that stuff. Uh, but also really forced me to get into their heads and make sure that when you heard somebody speak, it it was different words. Uh, I had to find other identifiers aside from dialogue tags and adverbs and and so on and so on. And and this is a really great thing to underline here. Um, prose dialogue and scripted dialogue, anything with with an actor, um, are, are not the same thing. They there it's two different tool sets. It's not just that you can't use the things in prose to go to to into to scripts. It's that when you are writing for an actor, they're going to do some of the lifting for you. Um, you can give them a line that it would be ambiguous on the page and trust that they will have done their character homework and come to it and give it a spin. Like you can just say, what? And they they can find five different ways to say it, one of which is going to be completely appropriate for the character. But if you just put the word what on the page, there's so much ambiguity there that it's not... You know, it's it's the kind of thing that you can maybe do. You can do deeper into a novel when the reader is doing that lifting for you, but it's not something that you can get away with in a short story or at the beginning of a book where the reader doesn't yet know that character. And so, learning, um, I've I've seen a number of things that I've gotten from an early career writer where it's clear that they have learned their dialogue uh, from watching media. Because, uh, because of all of the ambiguity that's inherent in it, because it doesn't, um, because it, it's dialogue that would work great for an actor because you've left space for the actor to do their job, but it doesn't work on the page because there's no one there to provide that context for you. And with that, we're going to go into our homework. And our homework is me today. Uh, and this is something that I have talked about before, but it is something that I still do all the time. When you're trying to figure out who a character is, write a monologue. Pick one of the characters that you're working on in a work in progress or something like that and write something. Uh, I have done job interviews. I have done just straight, let me tell you who I am. Let that character talk for a page or two and just tell you about themselves. Uh, this doesn't have to be part of the story. It can just be the character speaking, breaking the fourth wall, telling you what kind of character they are, whatever it is. Uh, write a monologue in which a character talks about themselves and let that kind of use that to discover the character and get to know them better. This is writing excuses. You are out of excuses. Now go write. For this episode of Writing Excuses, your hosts were Dan Wells, Mary Robinette Kowal, Maurice Broadus, and Howard Taylor. It was engineered by Daniel Thompson and mastered by Alex Jackson. 
To find more of Writing Excuses and support us, check out patreon.com slash writing excuses. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.